0: I mean, it's interesting. Like, I, I would love to hunt, but I just I don't know anything about it. So I'm gonna seem like if you ever tried to talk to me about it, I'd be like, I don't know their stuff, and you shoot it.
1: Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm really not. Cover
0: yourself in deer pee.
1: <laughs> it sounds
0: terrible. It sounds horrible. All right. Well, let's maybe let's just get started, and we'll yeah. just talk. I'm down. All right. Cool. Set that record.
1: It's been recording.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we might as well start it off.
1: Cheers. Cheers. Welcome to episode two of the Extraordinary Podcast. Podcast. We have today a little bit of tequila. Tequila. Anyho, is I believe that's how you say it. Anyho. Tequila. Anyho with a little squiggly on the top of the end. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> mm. That's tasty. It's
1: delicious. I didn't put ice in this time. I didn't. Yeah, mess it up. no,
0: no, no, no. It's it's good.
1: For it's Kirkland good. brand.
0: Um for any brand, I would say <laughs> that that's just pretty good in general.
1: I don't know. I'm I'm not a I'm not a tequila connoisseur kind of sort of yet. I w- I'd like to be at some point, but
0: it's very interesting. So, uh, from what I know, tequila is specific from one agave plant,
1: mm-hmm. like I
0: think it's the blue agave.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, mezcal comes from like any of those. So I I've been wanting to get more into like mezcals because mm-hmm. I know that like that's more regional to Mexico. Like. A lot more people will have more regionality to like their mezcal,s and there's like a lot more variation. Yeah. So almost that would be easier to get get into.
1: Mezcal can be hard to find, though.
0: It's very hard to find, yeah, because it doesn't have the popularity of tequila. So there's mm-hmm. like no reason to import it if people like it doesn't have the market for it.
1: Right. I would really love to try the uh, Lobos seventeen oh seven. Lobos. Yeah. LeBron's. Our our boy LBJ. Yeah, our boy LBJ, his tequila company. I saw on a different podcast, which I guess I shouldn't probably name. Um, I don't know if it was a podcast or an interview or whatever, but he he was like they were like why tequila and he was like well I I you know was hanging out in Cabo in the off season decided to buy a house and so I bought a house in Cabo and you know spent quite a bit of time there in the off season because I mean Cabo duh. And so he was like, "You know it was just kind of a I was drinking a lot of tequila while I was down there, and it's kind of a natural progression for me. he's like i don't I don't mess with stuff that I'm not interested in, and I was interested in tequila, so there you go was he uh
0: was he with uh Richard Jefferson and
1: uh Allie Clifton
0: yeah, 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 and I think there was somebody uh else Can Can you try.
1: What Channing Fry?
0: Channing Fry, yeah, that was Channing Fry, yeah. Channing. I mean, if
1: we're gonna put it out there, it's the road tripping podcast. Yeah,
0: it's, it, was, it was really good. I saw that. Freaking Channing, awesome. Channing Fry was drinking his wine, which is really funny to see. Like Channing Fry, like just the type of alcohol that people drink. Uh, Channing Fry was like super wine connoisseur.
1: He's got a wine. He's got a wine brand.
0: Man. Yeah, he's got his own wine, Yeah, and then uh, LeBron's like, uh, I like tacos, so I'm gonna invest in tequila brand. Sounds like Sweet. he
1: loves his wine though. Bron is a a big wine guy.
0: Yeah, but it's just interesting how you're like go through different points of your life.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And uh, even in that podcast, I think they mentioned how much, uh, how many sponsorships like he turns down. Like, can you imagine like being LeBron? Like, just your mailbox is full of just like free sponsorship. Just like, hey, just put us out there.
1: Yeah, that's why. Like when he when he puts one of the I saw somebody say. One of the biggest platforms you can get on as a as an artist is if because LeBron plays a lot of music on his Instagram, like with him like rapping in the car and stuff. And it's like if you can get LeBron to like play one of your songs on his on his you know Instagram while he, that he's listening to, it's like poof, you're gonna blow up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, super interesting. Just in I mean I'm sure he gets lots and lots of. And I'm sure he has people to deal with all that, to deal with all of his business interests and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, when you're worth, you know, probably three-quarters of a billion dollars, people are going to stick their hands out. But what he's been doing in terms of, like, the way he's giving back with I Promise School and, like, you know, building homes around the school so that kids can, like, have a stable home and, like, all that sort of stuff is nuts. And the fact that he promises, like... Any, any kid that graduates from, I promise, he'll pay for them to go to Akron. I hate how this ridiculous. is... ridiculous. This is
0: about to just become the LeBron podcast because I could talk about him for days, but I, I mean, just in general, to be considered the quote-unquote chosen one and to be compared to Michael Jordan out of high school, like you're 17 years old, like... Whatever you're doing at 17 years old, if you're compared to like the most legendary player in that sport, yeah, that's so much pressure. And the fact that sure. he has risen above all that—that's incredible. In a lot to of me. ways, yeah.
1: In a lot of ways, I mean, sad kids stayed married to the same woman his whole life.
0: Yeah, wasn't yes, so yeah.
1: wasn't messing around with you know a bunch of other hoochie's on the side and whatnot. Nah, he's stuck with the same. You know, in and when you look at the irregularity of that is pretty incredible, especially for somebody who's in the limelight like that you know? yeah, but yeah, we could you're right, we could do a whole podcast yeah, on, yeah, I could talk on, on about him <laughs> yeah
0: he's uh he's awesome i am I'm a very much a fan of him, especially for what you're talking about, just like the humanitarian aspect um.
1: I mean, here in general he's a pretty good dude. I, I, I have some friends of mine that are fairly I mean, fairly close to him and know I mean they, he knows them by name and would Yeah, you know Yeah. But and they were like, Yeah, he's he's a good dude. Funny, super funny and he's just a good dude in general.
0: And the fact that he like he didn't just get famous, like he brought all the people around him and said, Hey, come mm-hmm. here and make money with me Mhm. Uh
1: True. Yeah, I mean he's he's had his same crew. Those those fi- the, you know what five or six guys kind of around him that he's you know brought in and been like yo these are my guys from the beginning I'm gonna instill in them you know he, some of them they went back to college or went to college I guess in general and you know Maverick Carter is a good example he's right. he's <laughs> doing big stuff yeah for sure topic number one singularity Jose what does that mean talk to me about singularity uh. Well, first of all, it's like an idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it
0: definitely, I think, mentally, like when I think about it, it spawns from Terminator. The
1: Terminator?
0: Yeah. I've never it, seen it. Okay, well, th- I'm not going to go deep into it, but basically, robots taking over.
1: Hmm. Don't say, don't say, mm, so like, oh, yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> that's a lovely thought. Um, have, you I mean, just, have you seen the Boston Dynamics robots? Those things are like dancing and dogs yeah, are dogs, jumping around. Yeah,
0: those are crazy. Mm-hmm. Nuts. Have you ever thought of like, just like, you go back 20 years in your life and like what we were doing with electronics and now to,
1: for sure. like how
0: integrated we are with electronics? Mm-hmm.
1: Let's see, 20 years ago, I would have been 12 I okay. didn't have a cell phone yet.
0: Right. Yeah. So no cell phone. No
1: cell phone for sure. I mean they were they were out there. Yeah. No, but it didn't have one.
0: No, no Apple Watch.
1: Definitely no Apple Watch. Uh, let's see in in what you said 20 years ago? Yeah. In 2000 Apple computer first came out in what late 70s, right? Yeah, I think so. 76 ish
0: Yeah, like 78, six, seventy eight, I thought.
1: Something like that. So yeah, that's you talking about yeah we just we were talking about this the other day with like thumb drives you can now put you know 256 gigs a quarter of a terabyte on a thing the size of your thumbnail yeah it's ridiculous
0: back in the day like those were floppy disks that were like four by four inches and it was like here's here's 100 kilobytes
1: Right, so if you're listening to this 20 years in the future and you're laughing at us, that we can only get a quarter of a terabyte on something the size of a thumb drive.
0: Oh, it, in the future, they're just going to have, like, <laughs> unlimited storage.
1: True. But somebody could be listening to this 10 years from now or five years from now.
0: I'm actually what? wondering if they go to cloud storage where, like, everything just pulls instantly, just...
1: Yeah. Just I mean the in a much better of, connection. Yeah. The amount of global, like, data, cellular data, would have to be... I mean, basically, we'd have to have Wi-Fi or some sort of cellular data, like, everywhere. I mean, I guess right yeah. now you do, kind of, yeah. more or less. Yeah. But it would have to be, like, ultra-fast all the time if you wanted everything to be in the cloud.
0: I have a feeling, like, with Wi-Fi... Well, not Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi um, with... Five G, like that sort of like meshed network sort of thing. Mm-hmm. i have a feeling like five G and forward is going to be like the way that the world just basically gets completely connected mm. with that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I was just thinking about like how how we rely so much on our like cell phones and like you mm-hmm. just like take that out of your life and you're like okay, well now I'm half is useful because <laughs> we've become so dependent on like what our phone gives us and it's not like in a i don't want to say this in a negative way because i'm very much tech minded but like it's just interesting to me how much we depend on that sort of stuff now like before uh people used a lot of other things and nowadays uh we've just like gotten cell phones and it's like okay well you can take this task and you can take this task and now like It's a heavy crutch for us because we've given it a lot of tasks that it can do.
1: For sure. For sure. I feel like I read somewhere, this was even a couple years ago, that the amount of technology we hold in our hands in these phones is more than the amount of technology that sent the first men to the moon.
0: Just crazy. Well, yeah, it makes sense because like 60s, like their computers were the size of rooms and they were...
1: But like technology like in the spaceship. Like there's more technology in our hand right now. Than yeah. in the spaceship that went to the moon. Yeah. That is unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable.
0: Lots of research.
1: And, I mean, you can we can go a whole long way down a tangent of, like...
0: If the moon landing was fake.
1: No. God, <laughs> uh, on, you know, having the connection and technology that we have today, like, it's removed so many barriers for, like about fixing things or learning things like anything you know most of the knowledge on the planet is available at our fingertips via yeah. the internet you want to learn how to fix your shed or change your oil or build a computer or you know heck you know anything really you, yeah. you can almost find anything like that that you want to learn or figure out like on the internet which is insane and, you know, I don't know if that goes back to your idea of transitioning to robots taking over things and <laughs> using the access to the internets to learn, you know, how to do things. And, I mean, that goes at a very deep hole into advanced AI. learning and machine learning and all that sort of stuff, which we don't have time for today. But
0: No, but there's definitely a lot of interesting conversations about AI. And once we kind of open the rabbit hole of feeding AI information, and then mm-hmm. it starts wanting to learn itself. Not like, oh, we don't need humans anymore as robots. Like, we're going to. yeah. But there's just, like, a lot of things. Just, like, okay, so how the Industrial Revolution or even, like, this computer technology revolution that we've been in, like, how much those bo- that boosted countries forward. Like, that made people world – like, t- Industrial Revolution made people world powers,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know, from – it took them from – the 1800s or 1700s into world powers in the 1800s and 1900s yeah and just like that AI is going to do the same thing for you know whatever x2000 xx to 2100 xx or whatever
1: yeah
0: um, it's just interesting to think of like everything that we rely on computers now there's going to be a lot more reliance on that in the future
1: for sure. What were we talking about with singularity?
0: It it was more just singularity. Just means like robots like getting a mind of their own eventually and saying, "Oh, we don't need humans."
1: Have you seen that TV show Next yet? Uh, no, I haven't. That's what it's about oh, dude, you gotta watch that. That's good. Because it's that's what it's talking about. It's yeah. there's this basic premise that there's there's an AI uh, program that somebody builds. This guy realizes. Um, this probably wasn't a great idea and it could actually really do some damage so I'm going to shut it down but when he goes to shut it down he figures out that it somehow has leaked out and now is like you know into households and all this sort of stuff and can control cameras and you know traffic lights and all this sorts of stuff and it's you know really creepy because it's it goes to how it's this ai program starts thinking for itself and making its own decisions yeah. and okay then it's like okay who's who's programming it to do that who's programming it and telling it what its new goals are and the answer is itself its its own thing is what's programming it because yeah. it's i guess the idea is that it constantly improves on itself and rewrites its own code and gets better and better Exponentially, yeah. Like, just like I, I should can, watch it. It's kind of creepy. I,
0: I mean, that, and that gets to us being androids. Like, if you want to ask me a question, it takes me but like ten seconds to type it into Google and tell you.
1: In Android, like a phone Android.
0: Well, Android, like a uh, you are half human, half.
1: Are we talking about androids and iPhones? Because iPhones no. are definitely better than androids.
0: We're not going to get into this. <laughs> That's another <laughs> podcast topic. That's much later. <laughs> uh, Um, But
1: they were all droids in general?
0: In a way. Hmm. Like, just with our phones, they... You look at somebody in the 1800s, and you ask them, Hey, how do you make... I don't know. I don't know what you'd make in the 1800s. How do you make a wagon wheel? Not everybody's going to be able to tell you. Like, now... For sure. I just Google it. Right. Find somebody on the YouTubes showing me a video.
1: Correct. You can learn a lot from the YouTubes.
0: Everything. Everything. That's a lot. So, in a way, we're we're kind of... That's that's what I was just getting with. Like, we're... Not to creep people out with... <laughs> we're all androids and the robots are taking over. I just find it interesting how much uh, technology has just moved us forward
1: yeah.
0: as a society.
1: It has. A lot. A lot, a lot. Especially in the last, you know couple, well, in the last maybe couple decades, you know, 30, 40 years, 50 years maybe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's fast if you consider it, like only 50 years. 50
1: years is, would have been...
0: Like 70s.
1: Yeah. when did we go to the moon? Like uh, 69, 60s?
0: 68.
1: Right. So you figure we're right around 50 years. Yeah. Right? From going to the moon. Yeah. Or 60, I guess. Yeah. Which is... You know, you look at our country is how is 1776 to now, right. a little over 200 years old, and the amount of drastic improvement in technology that's happened just in the last—it's almost like this curve that's like, and then it just goes, you know. Yeah. It's not this like nice, steady, like even curve. I don't know. Maybe, maybe back then people were like. What is this light bulb? Like, holy cow, this is incredible. It's magic. Yeah, like you flip this this switch on the wall and all of a sudden we have light in here. This is insanity. I don't know, maybe people back then were, you know, just as amazed at a light bulb as we are at a new app or something. Do
0: you think Edison's neighbors hated him?
1: It depends on how many lights he had in his house. But I, I know. Guess, that's like if I were Edison,
0: like he just like showing off your lights. Light and, thing up and
1: people are pissed because
0: yeah. J- Jedediah next door is like having to go <laughs> find, find firewood. <laughs> he's he's like, really, dude, you're just going to show off these lights in and front of Edison me? he just flips the switch. He's like, wait till I show you this telegram. I'm going to be able to talk to my family, too. What about you guys? You guys still struggling?
1: Poor neighbor right
0: there. Always got to stay on top of technology. Mm-hmm. At least the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was thinking, what is something... Let me preface this. Okay. Let me preface this. We both are, I would say, connoisseurs of of adult beverages of sorts. Um, bourbon specifically. Um, if you're not into the bourbon world, that's Okay. Um, It's fantastic. There's a lot of good drinks in there. Uh, There is one that stands above the rest, though. There's one that is generically regarded as the best, and whenever you talk to anyone that knows about bourbons, there's one name that has just risen to the top.
1: I feel like we have a hard time talking about this because neither of us have ever had said beverage
0: right and that's why i was like theory yeah it gets to this i'm building myself up for like oh man it's so good it's gonna be so good like if i ever get it like i am like it's good i'm gonna have it and it's gonna be the greatest drink ever um it just reminds me of people saying like people have said about the the pappy which is the drink if you if you haven't guessed yet pappy pappy van winkle
1: Happy Van Winkle.
0: Um They say that Pappy is like overrated and it, and it just got me thinking, what is something that you like were very excited for, something you just looked forward to for a long time and you got it and you were That's like, This is not great.
1: Hmm. That's a good question. Probably the belt that I'm currently wearing. I mean, not actually currently wearing because I don't have sweatpants on, but
0: there's oh the current belt. Okay. The
1: current belt, that's my daily wear. It's uh it's a belt. I'm not I'm not gonna name the name the company and throw them under the bus. But it's it's got kind of like a magnetic closure, uh, and so it's nice and sleek on the front. And it's in theory infinitely adjustable. Well not infinitely, it does have an end, but you can adjust it, you know, all the way down from a size twenty-eight pants or something all the way up to like a, probably a forty or something. And it's it's made with this material that is kind of like nylon, but it's got a little bit of stretch to it. So it's nice and clean looking and and uh, you know if you're having to gain a little holiday weight, you can loosen it, you hit your diet for 60 days you can you can tighten it back up and you don't have you're not having to like constantly punch holes you know yeah. and you're not limited by you know whatever it is the quarter inch or half inch between holes you can it's you could you could go a thirty second of an inch more or less yeah. but all that to say, I I got the belt after it had been crowd funded on I think Kickstarter, um, and I got it and I was like, meh, and it was something that they had talked about and talked about and talked about and so like I had you know put my twenty bucks down or whatever it was yeah you know, probably six months prior and I was like excited really excited about it because I liked the clean look I liked the idea but the adjustability on it was just not as easy as I hoped it would be yeah um, different than my slider belt that's like uh just yeah it, it just like slides in sideways and yep. it's it's like clicks in tick, 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 and then you can you know back it up one click or one for one yeah. click or whatever and that's much more infinitely adjustable in the sense that you can always cut it off and recrimp it and then you know if you still have the adjustability but um that one's easier because as you're putting it on you can adjust it yeah whereas this one is when you put it on, like it's adjusted, and then if you want to adjust it to larger or smaller, you have to loosen said belt. Like you kind yeah. of take more or less take it off, loosen it or tighten it, and then put it back on. Whereas this, the other one, you just slide it on. And as you slide it on, you can adjust it as it goes on, which is probably one of my favorite belts. I'm, you'll figure out eventually that I'm extraordinarily practical.
0: No, that's good. That's
1: if if something is like looks nicer, but it's not as practical. I'm sorry. Practicality is probably the most important thing. Well, not the, I mean, obviously not the most important thing in my life, but like in terms of when I'm purchasing something or like useful, it's, it's usefulness to me. It has to be practical. I, I really like practicality.
0: All right, before I get into mine, I'm actually the same way with cooking utensils. Yes. Like, I hate, like, yep. do one thing only utensils. Like, no, I'm not going to buy a strawberry core if I could just do it with some simple other, like, paring knife. Correct. Yeah. Um,
1: I'm on board with that. There are some tools that are really specific that are, you know...
0: The, yes, I understand that there's some, like, you just can't do with without a little help from a certain tool that... Is very good at its job,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but um, I was just thinking about it. What's yours? A Windows, I think at the time was eight Windows eight phone. Mm. So it was back in the day when smartphones were starting to Windows
1: just, eight phone.
0: Yeah, they were really like I've starting never to come I've had a Windows forward. phone before. Like iPhone was still dominating the market. Android was moving forward a little bit. Like from their terrible market position and Windows came out with a phone back then based on like their Windows 8 platform which were like very tiled um, I remember looking forward to getting it because I don't know what I had at the time I think I started with a Blackberry yeah I started with a Blackberry
1: Crackberry
0: <laughs> Crackberry then I went to like some basic Android phone I think it was like a just was, I think it was called a Droid um, Dried. Yes, I remember turning that on every, every time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I was looking forward to buying this phone because I was like, oh, it's going to be Windows. It's going to be good. Um, it's going to work with everything that I have, which is, was my PC at the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then I was just going to buy into the ecosystem. Um, and I made some maneuvers, basically got screwed into buying another line. So I'm paying for two phones. That was my maneuvers. Yikes! And I got this phone, and back in the day, I was like, "Oh, I could get this phone for free," and I didn't know what the repercussion was of getting another
1: one. Didn't listen. need the fine print. No, you never read the fine print. Yuck!
0: So I get this phone. The market sucked. Like it had no apps. There was uh, there was Facebook and some like big apps like Instagram even up until like I got rid of it did not have its own app and of course Instagram wasn't that big but it was still one of the bigger names for like apps and like it just didn't have it in the market like it hadn't put it in so people had to program an Instagram like app that was third party they didn't have like any first-party apps for it so the app store was garbage because it didn't have any apps the connectivity to windows itself was like well i could just do this with an android or an iphone like that doesn't do anything extra special and the worst part was my phone was busted because after like three or four months and it was three or four months it started getting into like as soon as i turned it on it got into a restart loop so it would it would power up boot up and then turn off and reboot and then it would just get into that loop
1: oh that's not good at all
0: yeah so i was like i will never buy a windows phone again then i switched over to iphone and it just worked that's not a sponsorship for apple
1: welcome to the light
0: (laughs) at the time it was a very good light
1: and what phone do you have now a good phone. <laughs> That's questionable.
0: So yeah, that was my horrible foray into thing things I looked forward to and got absolutely, totally disappointed by.
1: I'm sure there are other things that I looked forward to and was totally disappointed by. I'll tell you one thing: I was I looked forward to and was not disappointed by my in ear monitors. Those things are amazing.
0: All right, for those that are unknowing, yeah, in your monitors. For, non, for
1: non-musicians, they're they're basically like high-end headphones that are molded to the inner part of your ear. So you go to an audiologist, you get foam basically injected into your ear, you get what's what is a like 3D imp- imprinted mold of your ear. They send those to a manufacturer. There are several of them. Um, and they use those to create a, basically what, what like I said, an in-ear monitor. So it's it's headphones that are built specifically to your ears and typically have many more drivers. Uh, Consider
0: they, drivers as like mini speakers.
1: Yeah, so they, they have a lot more drivers than traditional headphones where, you know, traditional headphones might have one driver that, that does high range frequency, mid-range frequency, low frequencies, sub, sub uh, frequencies, which are just the real, real low stuff. Whereas in-ear monitors typically, and they have different levels, will have a different driver, at least one driver for each. Yeah. Uh, the ones that I got do have a driver specific, specifically for low, medium, and high. Um, they go up to like, I think 12 or 18 drivers you could have which Those is are super useless. insane because
0: they get so expensive like the 18 ones well are the like only yeah multiple thousands of dollars yes either way though I will say
1: if you're a stage artist or <laughs> yeah, something maybe yeah.
0: if you're born
1: or, or an, uh, an audi like somebody who who mixes music for a living or something like that maybe yeah. it would be necessary for you to have like twelves but 18s I don't know
0: you know, actually, I could... Okay, but I've, so,
1: I've, I love, love, love my in-ears.
0: I could see if you were, like, in a sort of, like, swing jazz band. You got, like, multiple mm-hmm. multiple trumpets, saxes, trombones on stage, and you're all yeah. in-earing. Mm-hmm. I could see that, now that I think about it. But yes, in-ears are very, very useful for a musician. Fantastic. Yeah.
1: I wanted those for years before I finally... Uh, got them. Yeah, and I love them.
0: There's something I, I was talking to my best friend about this. Um, there's something about looking forward to something, longing for something that is in the human psyche that it's almost like a journey to mm-hmm. to getting something,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like the the looking forward to it and the finally getting it not even like how you use it or or using it there's uh there's just a intangible feeling of that's kind of part of of the gift of getting it mm-hmm. is looking forward to it mm-hmm. and I thought that was just very interesting
1: yeah for sure it's like an incentive trip yeah yeah you know, you 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 work real hard for this thing that you know you're going to get to do if you meet X, Y, and Z. But yeah, there's there's a lot of science around that about um, you know people talking about. Sometimes they even the the process and the journey of looking forward to something sometimes is better than receiving the actual thing that you were looking forward to. I have no idea why that is, and I'm not you know. I don't. I didn't read enough of those articles to try and figure that part out. But it definitely is interesting from the standpoint of like building, 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 building to getting something, and then you get it, and it's like, eh, okay. Like
0: Christmas. It's a great example. We're nowhere near Christmas, but still, like Christmas is.
1: I mean, we're near to Christmas because we just had Christmas, but.
0: All right. Well, that's true. We're from not the near back the next end. one. Right, but at least from the standpoint of, I love Christmas time. Like. After Thanksgiving, up until, like, Christmas Eve and, mm-hmm. and Christmas, too. But um, just, like, the time of it building up, as a child, I think I always looked forward to that and didn't know about it. I think as a child, I was like, can't wait for Christmas, can't wait for Christmas. And um, it was just this building emotion up until, you know, Christmas Eve.
1: Yeah.
0: And then Christmas, subsequently where I would be like the first one to wake up. Like I'd never wake up first mm-hmm. until Christmas. I was like, that was the one time that I woke up before my parents. Right. And of course that was the one day they chose to sleep in. But yeah, I, I I think that just the longing for it. And, and now as an adult, I don't wanna say I'm like Scrooge, but I, I definitely just, I, I'm working, I've got things that I do, just other different plates that I spin and I don't get to long Christmas as much, and now I can see like maybe why it's lost some of its luster. Sure. Just because I don't I don't look forward to it as much.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense.
0: Yeah, it's it's just an interesting thing to think about longing longing and and looking forward to things, versus actually getting them.
1: Which you could talk about in a culture of <clears throat> often immediate gratification instant gratification there's something to be, there's something to be said about you know saving for that one thing and in delaying the gratification of getting it right here and right now for a myriad of reasons but i wonder if some of those you know behavioral scientific things that you were referring to if that plays into that at all i don't i don't know yeah, but I, it would be interesting to know if it did because I, I i like the idea of delayed gratification saving for things I think it's powerful, especially if you're teaching like kids, you know, that life just doesn't, for the vast majority of people, life doesn't work of, I want that thing, I'm going to get it right now, you know, it just doesn't work that way.
0: I think that's what probably makes retirement so great. Like, I think like people look forward to it so much hmm. and then that's an interesting thought. they build up to it. And then once they're there, they're like, all right, now I'm retired and right? I feel like it's one of those dis- not a disappointing thing, but maybe people saw it in a certain light when they were growing up because you know you're working your whole life. you, mm-hmm. you know as soon as you are, I don't know 18, 17, maybe some kids younger, um, you're working mm-hmm. in some way in some form or another, and you just look forward to retirement from that time until you are 60 plus years old. Um, Unless you're really fortunate and you have a certain program that, you know, you retire earlier, but you you look forward to this thing for your whole life and then you finally get it. And it's yeah, you're not working, but like that's every day. And and now you're back to this place even before school where you don't have school, you, you don't have work. Like, what do you do for 24 hours? Well, sleep for eight or seven. what are you doing for like at least 12 hours of your day for 365 days of the year?
1: Yeah. It's a great question. I, I was going to ask you the same thing, what do you think most people do in retirement? All right. Well, especially like, say you retire at 65 or you push it and say you retire for, yeah, we'll say 65 uh, and you die at like 85. That's 20 years.
0: I'll put it in this way. What is your ideal retirement? And I'll go first. I think for me... You mean
1: by like activity or age or what?
0: Activity. let's well, do acti- activity. Because okay. l- let's just say, whatever, 60, 65. Yeah. Somewhere in that range. Yeah. You get to retire. I think personally, I would like to be in a place that I love. Like, say, Japan, Charleston. Uh, Some place that's probably warmer. Mm-hmm. Um. And I would like to be able to do the things that I like like golf I like golfing
1: mm-hmm. I
0: like playing video games I don't know if 65 year old Jose is going to be loving video <laughs> games or not I'm really hoping I still love video games these
1: young whippersnappers
0: <laughs> back in my day NBA <laughs> jam was the greatest game
1: yeah um, we actually had to use controllers and use our hands
0: let me tell you about Halo yes um so I think. See, I don't know. I, I don't I like now that I think about it. I just I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like, I'll hopefully, have grandkids that I could talk to and FaceTime, face hologram in the
1: future. Face hologram. Put on my VR headset. <laughs> H-
0: hologram time. <laughs> what about you? All right. Hopefully, yours is much better.
1: That's. A, I mean, that's a good question. I. I like to travel, but I think at 65, I'm wondering if, you know, the time for serious travel is, you know, I wouldn't say over, but you just have to travel, I think, differently, you know, because you're older, you don't have to, you're not yeah. as able to walk as far, but maybe I'm hoping that I'm in good enough shape that I can travel extensively when I'm 65. And, you know, the downside of traveling extensively, obviously, is that you're away from your family, other than your spouse who I assume would be traveling with you yeah. and ideally would be traveling with you because then they get to share those experiences. but so I would say, you know I love to travel, so that would be up there. Um, not sure if my back will still allow me to golf, but ideally, sure golf, yeah. Um, I think think investing in younger people and yeah. doing a lot of reading because I think, at that point, you have time to read because, like you said, you have lots of free time. So, volunteering, reading, you know, I think investing in, in a younger generation yeah, in, as much as you can. Um, because I think, you know, I think of that now with people who are older now, like wanting to spend time with people who are older from the standpoint of like, you know, it's been talked about that the people who are in their, what we'll call them... So late 60s to, you know, late 80s or whatever is, is the quote unquote, the greatest generation. Well, a lot of those folks are, are passing away, you know, and, and to be able to spend time with them and gather the, the wisdom that they have from living their 80 some years of life and, and living through oftentimes multiple world wars and, you know, Maybe if they're old enough, the, the Great Depression, it, I think you'd have to be, what, 100, I think, at that point. But, yeah. you know, I think being able to be on the other end of that, you know, and, and passing down knowledge and passing down life experiences and things like that to uh, a younger generation, I think would be probably something that I, I think I would like to be able to do more of or, I guess, do in general when I'm older. yeah. I
0: think another option, I, I really, I, I'm not just going to want to say like, I, I want to steal your mentoring and sort of investing in the younger generation because I, I think it's phenomenal and I'd like to do that. But I think another option for me would be maybe being like a senior executive in a company of some mm. sort, like building up to that and then consulting it, in a way, retire and then like consulting and then just being able to invest some of my time in that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it doesn't have to be anything like super fancy. It could be any sort of company but i think that would be like interesting enough like you have built up all this wisdom and you're able to just share Mm
1: -hmm.
0: share what you've learned Mm -hmm. even though business technology all the things that that make businesses is changing Mm -hmm. um i still think some of that wisdom is able to be shared
1: i think when i think about retirement you know it's it's an interesting time right now since um my grandfather just passed away to think about you know he he had been retired for more than 20 years and to think about what his life looked like you know in retirement spent a lot of time reading his Bible, spent a lot of time obviously with his wife, invested a ton of time and in, like into his grandkids, you know attending all sorts of sporting events and all those sorts of things for he had uh, I want to say, 18 grandchildren? No. Something like that. 18, 28, that is a lot. More than, I think, around 20, 20 grandchildren. So a lot of things for him to go to and support, you know, opened his home to, to um, international students and to missionaries coming to the states for various reasons. So I think investing in people is something that I would love to be able to do when I'm older and retired because you have more time. Um, but I think as much as, you know, as much as I think my life could look like my grandfather's when he, when he retired, I think I'd be doing pretty well at that point.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that sounds awesome. Your grandpa sounded like an awesome guy. He um, it was. It's not easy though. Like I think oh. unless you unless you specifically think of some of those goals that you want to achieve and try to achieve them like you would just hit 60 65 retire and then not think about that like that's something mm-hmm. that you act actively have to strive for for sure those are those are things that like are said simple like oh i just invest into you know the youth or yeah i've got a friend who wants to become rich and invest that money into like giving away that money sure uh very Mister Beastian type of yeah. ideals of hey, I don't want to leave this world with with money, yeah. which is very awesome. Like it's it's people like that that always inspire me to say like okay, like I don't need to become a squirrel and like save up this nest egg for myself. Like I just need what I need to live off of, and I'm pretty happy with what I have. And yep. you know, I I just continue my life saving for maybe somebody else that needs it. Like recently, I I would say financially, we're doing pretty well. And I don't know, like I, I've just gotten like this... It's like not, not touting on me because it's, it's more showing shame for like the last 27 years of my life, how I guess selfish in a way. Sure. But like this year is finally like, oh man, like money for us right now, like money is not objectively so necessary that it becomes like one of like the biggest things that we need like we're actually like happy doesn't and we're not like rich by any means like sure. we're we're just able to live by our means that we live by yep uh, we didn't buy an expensive place to live in we don't have expensive cars mm-hmm. we don't pay for 35 netflix accounts and yep. have 17 phones whatever it is but i think this year it's just been much easier just to not see money as this, like, great master of my life. Sure. So that's that's been pretty good.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I know. That's um, being able to, to use money wisely and, and plan how to use money wisely and all that sort of stuff is definitely uh, something to strive for. It's, it, it presents an interesting... Uh, Dichotomy, I think uh, that we're not going to get into today, but just the idea around like money in general, like why do we want more of it? What should we be using it for? You know, um, and is wanting money a bad thing? You know, and wanting to have more money, is that a bad thing? Striving, you know, structuring your life to earn more money, whether it's having side hustles or, you know, becoming yeah. becoming more efficient so that you can earn more money during your day or whatever it might be is that is that a bad thing? Well, I, I don't know. Like I said, we're not going to talk about it today because that's a that's deep, deep, deep hole.
0: I think we've got a friend that's uh is pretty good with with money. Yeah, and uh, maybe we could have him. Uh, maybe we could have him on, and we could maybe have a whole entire discussion about money and. And all the sorts of things. And how you should take all your money right now and invest into Bitcoin. (laughs) No, please don't do that.
1: (laughs) Please Uh, don't invest uh, into Bitcoin right now. (laughs) It's way too high to invest in right now.
0: Yeah. Actually, that friend, we were just talking about it. And we were both like, why Bitcoin? I I was just saying to myself, I hate cryptocurrency. Because as a technology guy, I originally... Heard of bitcoin to kind of electronically replace your dollars
1: yeah
0: and it was never supposed to be this investing thing where it's like
1: it's fifty
0: thousand dollars of btc it was like no like just try to keep it close to a dollar so like as many dollars as you have like you could just transfer that to bitcoin so it's like this relatively safe
1: mm-hmm. you can
0: get your money stolen sort of form of
1: alternative currency
0: alternative currency and now it's hey invest in bitcoin because last year it was $2,000 and now this year it's $30,000
1: yep I got a buddy who who went in on it when it was about 14 grand and he just, just like did an Instagram post the other day about it hitting 40 and I was like nice job yeah but I think that about wraps up our topic for today yeah. Was, Episode two is a in little all over the place. But that's okay. I think that's some of I think that's some of what this podcast is. It's a little
0: bit of everything.
1: Yeah, it's it's sometimes we we go a little bit further down a rabbit trail and sometimes that rabbit trail is pretty or that rabbit hole is pretty shallow.
0: We're just some extra ordinary guys and you know, when you're an ordinary guy you get a lot of things that you get into.
1: Or at least a lot of things that you're interested in. And that's what we're what's what we're here about with the extra ordinary podcast oh, well, I
0: think that's a pretty successful episode too
1: I agree see okay. you on the next one see you on the
0: next one